Hey everyone, this is DWZ Podcast with J-Rod, the Lady Wrestling Zone's very own podcast of professional wrestling, such as AEW, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and much others. So, let's start with AEW. Basically, I have two events that happened. One pr- prior before Revolution, AEW Dark and Revolution. So here's a review I'm going to throw in for both of these days. Now, with AEW Dark, the first match was Luther versus Sonny Kiss. Now, this was a, a unusual match because I don't know much about Luther because from what I understand, he was a he was a, a deathmatch wrestler out of Japan. Now, I'm assuming he must have been with Big Japan Pro Wrestling. Now, if you guys don't know, um, Big Japan Pro Wrestling are known for their death matches. I'm, that's from what I've been hearing. And for him to be um, being an opponent against Sonny Kiss, that was a little unusual for me. But not gonna lie, he did he did show a lot of promise in what he can do. I'm not sure if they're planning to do extreme matches in AEW, but we'll just wait and see. And of course, the Luther actually won the match, but right in the the end of the match, he tried to take out Sonny Kiss, but Jimmy Havoc showed up out of nowhere and tried to get his hands on Luther. Now, a week prior to that, Jimmy Havoc was in a match against Sonny Kiss. It was weird about that because Luther and Mel were watching over, looking at Jimmy. I don't know if Luther has a bone to pick with him or Jimmy Havoc just wants to pick a fight. Whatever the scenario. So I hope they Turn is a really good story-wise. Now, next match was a a uh, unusual match: the Dark Order, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson versus Peter Avalon alongside Leva Bates and Michael Nakasawa. And we all know Michael Nakasawa what he's capable of. He is the master of Turkish oil wrestling. He likes to put himself with oil, but Peter wasn't gonna have it much of the entire match because he thinks that's not wrestling. But throughout some point in the match, Peter Avalon left Michael alone with Dark Order and until they picked up the victory on this one, which really was cold on this part. Then we had a women's match be- with Miranda Elise versus Britt Baker. Um, Miranda, this is her second time being in AW Dark. I think the first time she was there, she was facing Awesome Kong, if I can remember that completely. But yeah, but I'm going to skip ahead on this one, so just to let you guys know, Britt Baker won this one. Now, the next match was an unusual pairing. Brandon Cutler teaming with Sean Spears alongside Tully Blanchard. Now, for a long time, Sean Spears has been trying to get a partner, or should I say Tully's looking for a partner for him that fits. Now... Tully was impressed by Brandon, but he felt like he wasn't the perfect fit. So much like any other partner, they just left him alone. While Private Party, the team actually defaced them, won. And of course, this didn't probably sit well with Brandon Cutler, how this whole thing ended up. But all we can do is wait and see what's going to happen. Now, I hope everybody got the chance to see AEW Revolution. That pay-per-view i give it a 10 out of 10 i was so stoked with every match now 
let's start with the buy-in. They had a, a match there. So it was the Dark Order versus SCU, Sky, and Kazarian. Um, they were still going with that whole story about Christopher Daniels, that he might have sold him out, all this and that. But of course, uh, they SCU seemed like they had the upper hand, but somewhere down the line, they lost um, everything what they were trying to do, but... Dark Order picked up the victory, but post-match, they try to take them out, uh, Sky and Kazarian, but out of nowhere, here it comes, boom, boom, Cole Cabana, boom, boom, Cole Cabana, yep, Chicago's native, Cole Cabana made the save, but it wasn't enough due to the number games, but out of nowhere, somehow something was playing the theme song, and we all assume it was the exalted one, this mysterious leader that evil uno has been get, taking orders from now the whole exalted one we still gotta wait who is in fact behind it but cd fooled everyone and told everybody he is all scu and i think kazarian and sky doubted him too much and they should have known better now before we get to the main card uh there was an interview with jurassic express saying that they're gonna have Darby Allen's back because uh, Darby has a match against Sammy. So they're going to be there ringside watching having his back because we all know how the inner circle operates. Now, first match of the card was Dustin Rhodes versus Jake Hager. Now, this was a match that was that we've been waiting for out of Jake Hager. Now, ever since he made his appearance in AW, the real question was, was he ever going to wrestle? Well, the powers of B has spoken. He did, and it was against Dustin. Of course, uh, <coughs> much of the match you see Jake Hager's wife right there supporting him, but Dustin he still had a pwn to pick with Jake Hager after breaking his arm, which everybody had forgotten what happened last time when it was a match between Cody and Jericho. But sadly, Jake Hager took the victory when he gave him the low blow when the ref had their back turned. But yeah, now the next match was another inner circle member, Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen. Now, if you all recall, Darby Allen's voice is still out thanks to inner circle beatdown, but also thanks mostly to Sammy Guevara. So much of the match was so intense to fight. I didn't know what was going to happen afterward, but it was so great seeing this match where it was going. A lot of there was like a. Sammy did a 360 senton through a table while Darby was laying on his back. So intense. I did not expect that. I don't know how many times we've seen some things like that. But it happened. And of course, Darby Lyon was going through, hurt him some more after. But, but the winner for this match was Darby Allen. And he won by using a coffin drop. Now, Darby was going to finish off Sammy, but Hagar came for the save, and we all know how that ended. Next match. This was for the AEW World Tag Team Championship match between the challengers, the Young Bucks, versus Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. Now, this was a hell of a tag team match. I did not expect this how it's going to be. As you all know, I've been a fan of tag team 
since I was a long for a long time since I started watching the Legion of Doom, the Hardy Boys, those type of guys, and I'm very excited how this has been played out. There's been a lot of good matches, and of course, I'm gonna try to skip a little bit ahead on certain things that, that caught my attention. Hamag Page did the chicken wing. There's only one person we know who does the chicken wing. And that person is the villain, Marty Skrull. I don't know what was that, but I'm glad he did it because we miss Marty so much. We wish he could have been in AEW, but we know he's going to make Ring of Honor awesome and under his uh, tutelage, under what he's going to do in, as a booker. So we can't. I can't wait to see more. Much of the match, it was move for move, pin after pin, such intensity. But... There was a moment where Hangman, actually, right when he the match was over, Hangman Page used the one-wing angel to pick up the victory. It was great. But this is what happened at the end. The Bucks wanted to congratulate Kenny and Hangman, but Hangman was, like, keeping his distance away from them. Now, we don't know what's the story, how this is going to go. Is he going to turn heel, turn on Kenny, or whatever? But there was a moment... In this match, where Handman was about to do the buckshot lariat on Kenny. Now, I don't know what was that all about, but I'm just probably excited to see what's going to happen next. But we'll get there when we cross that bridge. Excuse me. Excuse me. Had some soda. Now, next match was for the AEW Women's Championship match. The challenger, Chris Satlander and Nyla Rose. Now, it was a good match, but I don't know. I mean, I, I was rooting for Chris Satlander to win this one, but sadly it didn't go that way. But uh, we'll just skip ahead for this one just to let everybody know who won this one. It was... Um, Nyla Rose. Now, I'm still not sure what direction they're going to go with her now that she's retained the title, but I'm sure we'll find a strong opponent for her down the line in the future. I know that uh, people are criticizing her, Nyla Rose, for, as you all know, she is transgender. Um, I don't like to judge people on this, but let's just see how Nyla does as our Women's champion in AEW, and we'll go from there. And uh, if there's any problems, I know AEW can try to find a way to fix things. But like I said, we just got to wait and see where they're going to go with this. Next match, MJF versus Cody. Now, this was a match that I've been waiting for ever since Full Gear when MJF turned on Cody. This was a brutal match. Cody, first things first, Cody had the Nightmare Family logo on tattooed on his neck. Now I don't know what people thought it was fake, uh, but he just got a new tattoo. But he did clear this with Tony Khan, and Tony was okay with the idea. Um, it was a brutal match. MJF was bleeding. In case you guys want to know that move after move, uh, Cody uh, MJF was trying to dismantle Cody's foot that he injured. When he did that moonsault on Wardlow and that steel cage match. 
there was a moment where uh, Cody accidentally kicked Arn Anderson when he was trying to get his hands on Wardlow, who has been a thorn of Cody's side ever since he first came into the into AEW. But sadly, MJF won this match, and I know Cody was disappointed. But I don't know if this is far from over or this match was over. We'll we'll see what happens. Now the next match, this was the interesting match. It was Pac versus freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy. Now, I know Jim Cornette for a while has criticized Orange Cassidy, thinking he's going to destroy the wrestling business the way he is. Well, Jim Cornette, you can go fuck yourself. As much as I respect you, you can go fuck yourself. So, yep, I said it, folks. He can go fuck himself. Now, anyway... There were some great moments with Orange Cassidy in particular. People think he's not going to wrestle. If you guys haven't seen him in the independent scenes, then you guys are missing it out. He did some great moves. I was impressed what he did. And I, I have to say this match, I give it a 10 out of 10 because it's unique. And I don't know how, how often you're going to see matches like this. But during the match, the Lucha Bros showed up and attacked the best friends. Now, we don't know what is the story is, but I'm going to assume this might continue on at this week, this Wednesday's Dynamite episode. But we'll just wait and see where we're going to go with it. But the victor on this one was Pac, so he won this one. Now, the main event is for the AEW World Championship match. John Moxley, our challenger, versus our champion, Chris Jericho. This was another brutal match that we've been expecting for a long time. Now, as you know, Santana, Ortiz, Santana and Ortiz were right there with Jericho the entire time. Now, we all know what was going to happen regardless. There were moments that were trying to take each other out, this and that. You know, it's so intensify how we see these type of matches and out of nowhere Hagar shows up tries to interfere to ensure Jericho takes the win but he made a mistake in uh, knocking out uh, Moxley and then Aubrey Edwards the ref actually saw it and she gave the order to both to Santana Ortiz and Hagar to go to the back their band and head to the backstage but while her back was turned that Weasley snake Sammy Guevara shows up and whacked um Moxley with the title belt thinking it was over but apparently Jericho had the pin but Moxley kicked out nobody knows what was happening time after time they tried now there was a moment in the match where Jericho Blindsided Moxley with the uh, his good eye, and he thought he had him right there with the Judas effect that he took out Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. Moxley dodged it. Now no one knows how he knew he was coming, but that's when Moxley showed his true colors. He tricked them. He was fine with the injured eye that Jericho gave him with that spike. 
he took a page to be a lying prick, but it worked because Jericho did not see that one coming. Of course, it's a metaphor with the patch. If you guys remember in the movie uh, Street Fighter with Jean-Claude Van Damme and Raul Julia, Bison thought that Sagat finished off Guile when he, they escaped the compound, go to the prison. But um, when they found out Guile was alive, B Bison said, you did not see that, did you? Because he had one eye b covered. And that's the same thing. He... He 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 was fine with the he made he was playing possum with the inner circle and they did not see that one coming and it worked and of course <coughs> the victor is John Moxley I mean finally John Moxley is our is the new AEW World Champion now I want to put this as as a personal here on this podcast for all of you. I hope Vince McMahon pays attention. You had chances to make this guy into a champion when he was in WWE, but you passed him over for someone else. And now he's going places. Vince, you screwed this one up big time. But now he got the opportunity to be champion. There's nothing he can do to change that. So I'm happy with this pay-per-view. It's great. Now we just got to wait and see what's going to happen this Wednesday. I will talk about that on the YouTube channel if you guys have it. Great. If you haven't, subscribe now. Now the next thing I want to talk about, this was uh, uh, mentioned a couple of days ago. This was uh, regarding to WrestleMania 36. Now, there is a strong chance that WrestleMania could be canceled this year because of the coronavirus that it's now hitting Florida. It's been appearing. This could be a little problem. Now, a friend of mine and I talked about this, and he said they better think of something fast. But I started to think now. I know at the NFL, they have a backup location in case if the first one they already chosen doesn't pan out. But I asked myself, I don't know if WWE has that. Because if they don't, then it's going to be impossible to find a venue and book everything because fans might want to get their money back, return, or whatever. The scenario is but it's not going to work. This could cause another problem for them because they could lose a lot of money into this if they cancel WrestleMania this year. Now, I don't know what to make of this, but let's just hope it doesn't cancel. But if it does, then we have... They have no other choice because safety is important for all the wrestlers there. So I, hopefully things can go w well for everyone and all this and that. Now, the next thing I want to talk about, this was come about the great Muda. If you guys know who he is, if you guys are fans of the Japanese wrestling scene, then you guys know who he is. Now, last October, I was well aware that the great Muda was already booked to participate in Joey Janela's Spring Break. Now, Twitter has announced that they actually, no, um, GCW, and put this on their Twitter page, announced what happened about uh, the situation that's going on with the great Muda. Now, I'm going to read this for all of you guys, so that way you can understand. In October of 2019, we initiated the process of booking the Great Muda for Spring Break 4. In doing so, we went through the normal 
intermediary, the same intermediary who successfully helped us book every single Japanese legend that you have seen on GCW events for the last three years. In those three years, we have had outstanding experiences with each of every and every talent and have been thanked for their professionalism and attention to detail and ensuring that all of the of our obligations we met and exceeded. In November, early November, we reached two sep we were re we reached two separate deals for the Great Muda to appear at J uh, Joy Janela's Spring Break 4. First deal. First, a deal for Great Muda to sign and wrestle at Spring Break, then later do a more comprehensive and more lucrative work for Muda to appear at Spring Break and also WrestleCon as a guest of the Game Changer Wrestling. Messages were sent back and forth, a deal was reached, and we were given the approval by Muda's camp to announce him at appearing at the Joey Janela Spring Break 4 and as a, and as a guest at WrestleCon. On December 23rd, we were contacted by Sonny Ono. For those who aren't aware, Sonny Ono is a self-proclaimed agent of many Japanese wrestlers and carries with him a questionable track record, which has led to no for, uh, fewer than three well-known indie promoters. Uh, well, w who, promoters whom we have worked with and vowed never to work with him or any clients again. All three of the promoters are more than willing to share experiences with Sonny if needed. Sonny informed us that he had spoken to Miss Muda that we would be handling all matters regarding this bookings going forward. Of course, th of course, this was baffling to us because we had already reached a comprehensive and profitable deal for Muda that would cover all his needs and send him home with a healthy payday. Sonny also informed us that he would be looking for more work for Muda on WrestleMania weekend, which we we told him we were open for to the idea. And to get back to us, he found any other offers. Shortly therefore, Sonny informed us that he had found a vendor that that would made a good offer to bring Muda into WrestleCon and such Muda would only take our original agreement upon offer appearing at Spring Break. We told Sonny that we were okay with that, but that we would expect any uh any other promoter or vendor who spoke with Muda on Mania weekend to share to, to share in travel and lodging expenses. Despite this being a common practice, especially with international talent on Mania Weekend, Sonny acted shocked and said that we should assume a full travel and hotel expenses and accused us of preventing Muda from getting work. This of course further baffling because not only it's a standard for promoters to share expenses, but we had already reached a deal with Bring Muda to WrestleCon. We told Sonny that we were not happy with development uh, and that we would get back to him. In the ensuing days, we made several calls and pieced everything together and learned that we had suspected from the beginning. The mystery vendor was Sonny Ono himself. 
His goal was to make GCW pay Muda to appear at, as Sonny's guest at WrestleCon and would rake into the profits of our expenses. We called Sonny and told him that we knew he was the vendor. And after some mild backtracking, he admitted that our suspicions were correct. Since then, we have made countless attempts to, to reach a fair deal to bring Muda to GCW. But it appears that Sonny stopped relying on our message to Muda long ago, if even relied them at all. All of our event offers have been fair market of value and then some. Based on Muda's great, uh, arrangements in the U.S. over the last 12 months. And we have continued to act good faith despite Sonny's questionable tactics. We have been urged for weeks to come forward with our expenses but our number one priority has been to deliver on what was promised and agreed upon for the GCW fans. Unfortunately, at this time, it does not appear that the grit will appear at Joy Janela's spring break. Our offer still stands, and if Sonny changes his mind, we're still willing to work to him to see this through to the finish line. In the meantime, we will, have, we will work hard to bring a replacement that meets the expectations of GCW fans and a spectacle that is Joey Janela's spring break. Thank you for your understanding and your continued support and conti uh, Game Changer Wrestling, GCW. So, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Apparently, there's been a dilemma that happened with Sonny Ono. Now, to, to me, this sounds like he was trying... To make a scheme out of this. Now I don't know what Sonny Ono's. Game is. But this is kind of shady. And I know some of you are thinking right now. What the hell is this bullshit. I know. It's kind of weird. I mean personally I don't know. Much about the wrestling business. But the way it sounds. GCW are trying to keep this legit. But somehow. Sonny's been playing them. About the great mudas. Um. Parents like he he was doing now there was an artery about that that they put out I didn't manage to save it on my phone and it turns out that he was planning to go to Disney World with his wife and daughter and uh, it, it was more things that happened but here's the thing Sonny Ono only gets twelve point five percent of whatever Muda earns. For the GCW and WrestleCon events. Uh, but. Let's just hope. They, uh, GCW can. Reach an agreement. To have Muda this year. But if not then we just got to wait and see. Hopefully next year could be a great moment. Or any other GCW events. That's coming up in the future. So that is it. What I got right now for. Um, this episode. But I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, if you like what I talk about. Now, but I want to give you guys an opinion. Do you think WrestleMania, sh if there isn't a chance that the coronavirus can cause an effect and you think WrestleMania should be canceled, then you leave a comment. You explain to me why it should be. If not, then I'm going to understand. But for now, I must bid all of you adieu. So goodbye. Mwah! And have a lovely day. Bang! <laughs>